Yesterday, I commended FX due to the influx of watchworthy television it's been producing lately. From Reservation Dogs, Under the Banner of Heaven, The Old Man, pretty strong freshman lineup. And I said that not even realizing we were going to do another FX Hulu show today. The Bear consists of eight episodes, which all dropped on Hulu June 23rd. It takes place in Chicago and centers around a family's Italian sandwich shop. The first episode is titled System, directed and written by show creator Rami veteran Christopher Storer. So does it maintain the streak of high-caliber shows by FX, or does it fall on its face? So you said that this episode was titled System, right? System. It should have been titled Hectic. This is as hectic as, like, the movie Uncut Gems was. Just, like, from the first second onward, all the events, like, are just crazy that happen in this TV show. And I was going into it thinking that might be some type of, like, corporate surreal type of tv show and it starts off that way but then it just turns into like a complete mania the so. thing about uncut gems though is you're saying it was complicated i remember it as a pretty simple plot this guy well, who kind of finds simple. himself into gambling debt and then like who was it kevin garnett kevin, kevin garnett yeah yeah ends up doing really well in the game with the stone yeah but i'm saying more like just the interactions it's like two hours of people yelling at each other yeah but it's the plot simple though yeah you can understand it in fact i think that the whole entire season and i don't know this for sure but i think it's probably going to take course throughout the whole entire day that's just what they kind of just set one it up day's as. worth of i think that's what it seemed like they were going for at the end of the episode that would be crazy because it's eight episodes so you're saying like each one is an hour i think so well no it's not not an hour in real time you do see the clock like turn a lot but i think that yeah it's just going to take course throughout the day kind of like that one season of orange is the new black the one where the prison gets taken over by the prisoners mm -hmm. okay well that's sort of it takes away from my next point which was just that we don't get a lot of tv shows that focus on food related stuff but now it sounds like we don't get a lot of TV shows that are like 24, where it's like minute by minute, every minute is oh, part yeah, of the day. Yeah, no, information, especially in the first half of this episode, goes by like a mile a minute. It reminded me of Billions in that way, where it's like you have to keep track of everything that's going on. They introduce new characters, and they throw everything at the screen very intentionally, just so that you are put into this mindset of like, oh my god, what is going on right now? I hear the first scene is disconcerting. Yeah, it's not like the rest of the episode at all. It starts off with Carmen. He's the main character. Mm -hmm. they, they made it look really cool. It's like this big landscape shot you see that there's a river and there's like a bridge that covers it and Sounds it's like, like a all, van gogh painting yeah it is basically because it's like all it has like blue overtones to it and he's just walking so along it's nighttime this, yeah it's nighttime and he's walking along this bridge it's he like solely and then he sees that there's a bear in a cage and he opens it and then why like, would you open a cage that's that's with a, a bear. that's a mindset that they're praying though you're like what's happening so as an audience member you don't know why yeah and then this cool. like bear walks out and you think to yourself okay well maybe carmen's gonna be able to tame it i don't know and then it's like suddenly he charges after him mauls him and then he wakes up and this it mauls him do we see is it like full revenant maul no it's you don't see like him actually die oh but you, you can see, see him charge. like wake up yeah he's like ah and then like he wakes up and he's like in this restaurant did it look like a real bear i think it was a real bear i don't think it was a real bear it was, I think a, it was a guy in a, i think it was a guy in a mask are you joking right now? No, I think they like maybe CGI'd it, but I don't think it was a real bear. I thought that it, I mean, it looked very real at least. But we'll yeah. We'll get into bears in a minute, but the title, The Bear, right? Yeah. Right. That's the only reason why I was like, okay, well, that's the reason why the scene is in this show. But I was wondering what the purpose of it was. Do you find out by the end? No, not, not, not particularly. Well, there's other versions of things that have been called The Bear. Like 
you would be surprised. There's five films, 
like that that reminded me of this as well mm-hmm. so like Cartman we learned that he's kind of um there aren't a lot of nice characters in this show I'll say that for one he's he's like the one that's trying to get stuff done his brother died he got the restaurant because of that this is stuff that we learned kind of halfway through recently though yeah in fact but we also learned that Carmen didn't go to the brother's funeral which so was, that raised some sort of Tension yeah, yeah. Between the family members. Yeah, exactly. He's also kind of like cutting himself off from his sister Sugar, who like is trying to contact him. And you he's know who Sugar really... is? No, I couldn't. Abby know. Elliott, oh. SNL alum, indebted. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. I probably should have recognized her, but yeah, no. A- anyways, yeah. So um, and then also Richie. The tension between him and Richie because like they're both kind of vying for the uh, restaurant, even though Richie technically doesn't like isn't owning it. Did you recognize him? No. <laughs> Ebon Moss Bachrock. He has a different haircut here, but he's the guy from The Punisher, Micro. He's also Nosferatu, um, The Last Ship, Girls Interrogation. The guy from The Punisher being um, John Barenthal's, like, friend. The homeless guy. The one that the the Punisher went to his family and hung out with. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, in, like, yeah, the second no, season. No. Yeah, yeah, no, I would definitely want to recognize him in this. But here, he's playing, like, an asshole. Like, he's playing, he's playing, I think, the antagonist of the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, when Carmen is... So, it starts off pretty hectically, as I kind of stated. Mm-hmm. After he wakes up from the dream, there's this huge montage of Carmen... He's trying to get ready for the day. Is this surreal? Like, is it Atlanta style? I thought it was going to be like that, but it wasn't really. Because one of the executive producers is uh, Hiro Murray. Hiro Murray, yeah, the guy who does the direct... Yeah, he directs a lot of uh, Atlanta episodes. So soon after he wakes up, he goes to the door where there's, like, a meat order. He needed, like, 200 pounds of meat. He even, he even thought he that he ordered... He lives in the kitchen? Or yeah, in he the, lives in, in the, at restaurant. the restaurant. Yeah, and he thought that he ordered 200 pounds of meat, but apparently he only paid for, like, 25 pounds. Yeah. And that's, like, a big deal because a ton of people are supposed to be showing up uh, to this restaurant that day for this big tournament uh, that, that kind of gets explained later on. But we see how Carmen lives his life. He literally lives at the restaurant. The only time he ever goes home is like whenever he needs a new set of clothes. He's like so unorganized. But he has a home. Yeah, he has a home, but he just never, he never goes there unless he needs like a new set of clothes. Because of how stressed he is. Yeah, we see how unorganized his life is. He literally has like jeans in the stove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, Like that's just how crazy it is. And so we I see- guess there's no problem with germs that way because the stove gets so hot, it would just burn off any of the because it's like when you go into a freezer and you see the uh, raw meat next to vegetables, that can be an issue. Right. But if you use a stove as I guess or a furnace as your. <laughs> well, I was just surprised to see it. I was like, is that a st-? and I had to replay it like three times just to make sure it was an actual stove. But yeah, he's keeping like pants in the stove and everything. Mm-hmm. And then also we see that the chefs aren't really treating him with respect. We are introduced to Tina. She's like the main woman chef. She's very sarcastic along with Ibrahim. Th- those two in particular, I feel like are kind of like unlikable characters in their own right because they like to mess with a lot of people. For example, but um, are they good at their job? Yes, Is that why they're yeah, there? yeah, yeah. They're that, good that, at being on the line, right? And I'd say there's like five to six people that we follow throughout this kitchen. Yeah, um, those two being one, and then uh, Sydney, she's a new chef that is introduced. Well, introduced did you that. recognize her? <laughs> No, I didn't know all these people. I only recognized Jeremy Allen White. Ayo Itabiri. We've talked about her before because we've done a ton of shows with her before. She's the voice that replaced uh, the character on Big Big Mouth. Mouth. Exactly. Dickinson, Friend, uh, The Premise, and also now The Bear. So she's been in... We've done every show that she's (laughs) been in. We're tracking her career. Yeah, well, she's she plays like a qualified chef here. And that's that's something that's different from all the other chefs that are at this And she clashes head with Carmen, right? 
No, like they're they're really friendly. In I fact. thought because they were the main two that like they would have it. Oh no, a rivalry no, no. going. Sydney is again the only person who's really nice to Carmen, mm-hmm. as we see in this whole entire episode. Uh, she again, she's wait. Good. Are they are they romanticizing the two? No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, in fact, I don't think that they're going to have a love interest for Carmen at this point. Like he seems like the one thing he cares about is keeping the restaurant afloat. Priority um, number uno, the job, the work. <laughs> But they also showed, you said at the beginning, that he worked somewhere else before his brother died, and then he came. Well, they didn't show it. They talk about that in the episode. Yeah. Like those sh- sh- when so he's do you feel bad to- for him? Do you think that he should be doing what he's doing? Is he just trying to yeah. keep the family business afloat? Yeah, that- that, that's that's the one thing. And even Richie says this line where he's like, before you came, like I was able to run this restaurant fine. And then that's when Carmen turns to him and is like, then why didn't he give the restaurant to you then? And I was like, that's, that's a good line because he was talking about his brother. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there was some like trust issues issues that were going on Mm -hmm. um and so one thing about this show the reason why it's so manic is because conversations will like start happening in the middle of other conversations and you'll have to just kind of keep track of what exactly they're talking about like the two characters will start having completely different conversations with like other people yeah and you'll have to like really like pay attention and and understand what was going on and it seems like that might get like a little annoying but i actually really enjoyed that because you don't see that on it sounds like a spin on the walk and talk which didn't become popular until it did you know so like maybe after this type of show more and more you'll see it happen like in when richie is first introduced and he's trying to speak to carmen about the restaurant like he has a conversation with a thousand different people while still trying to actually have a conversation like he's being introduced to sydney for example and then he's even speaking to marcus who's another cook there and like and and again it was just it was was cool to like actually kind of see considering that you've had a limited amount of time in the food service industry in the past this reminded me similar to it wasn't as bad as this TV show portrayed it as. Like, this TV show portrayed it as being hell. Like, people do not respect each other. Uh, the the, the, Cramped, the way that people are curt with each other was 100% how it was like when I was working. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you just... The ego? People might seem like they're actually, like, angry at you, but you just kind of have to deal with that. Because, yeah, here it was like every single character says something that could pro- probably be perceived, especially the, where they're, the way they're saying it, as hurtful. But they just kind of have to go with it and keep going on because with their day so much work to do right exactly people are just so bogged down with everything that they're just going to spout off yeah. at whoever they have to yeah um did anybody get hurt did anybody get burned yeah in fact we see uh carmen he's like bleeding and he doesn't even know it he picks up like a really hot pan like in the middle Jesus. of the episode yeah. and when he's trying to fix this uh, th- uh fix this arcade game it's called ball breaker it's apparently the money maker that is supposed to make a ton of people want to come because they're holding a tournament there and whoever oh. wins gets like a month of like free i think if they said italian ice or something like that or a year or whatever but yeah no they're holding this tournament and like when he's speaking to like shave ice yeah i think that's what it was okay yeah and when he's speaking to fac who's a repairman slash chef that works there like they're even saying that they can't unplug the ball breaker arcade machine because if they plug it back in again they're not sure if it's going to like turn on Mm -hmm. that's how broke this place is But yeah, um, also, did it remind you at all of Lip's character in Shameless? Yes, it, it, also Jeremy the, Allen White. The poster, yeah, the poster did because season four, particularly where because, Lip goes to work at uh, a restaurant. No, he he works at like his college, but like as a dishwasher. Right. So he's not doing like any actual cooking. Yeah, but he has like the gloves and the hairnet and everything like that. And so he's very similar mm-hmm. in his dress. It's also shot in Chicago. Um, it, the only other show we've oh, done. Oh, yeah, Shameless is set in Chicago, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the o- other show that we've done recently is Shining Girls was also set in Chicago. 
Everything is just being said in Chicago now. Chicago, <laughs> LA, or New York. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also the fact that this is a family drama, the intensity of it, and the fact that it's a dark comedy also seems very shameless. Like. That's And I knew it was a dark comedy. That's why I was expecting it to be like How do you know it was a dark comedy? A lot of people thought it was going to be just a straight out comedy. Oh, and I so they went in there and they were disappointed. That was basically the main criticism. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew it was going to be a dark comedy just because... I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Jeremy Allen White in anything else, but comedies, like Shameless is still somewhat a comedy in and of itself. Shameless and, and also The was, Rental and Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming was, is definitely not a comedy. It was 30 minutes also, and it was on FX. So I was like, chances are this probably is going to be like a dark comedy. Mm, yeah. FX is right. known for not having just straight up comedies. I get that. And so when Carmen walked out, he there's this huge line that's waiting because they all want to come in to play Ball Breaker. Yes. And, uh, and he's trying to tell people to settle down because people are like banging on the glass and they're dressed up in ridiculous cosplay. One person is dressed up as a carrot. In fact, that's... <laughs> I like that. Well, he gets in, in the fight with the person who's dressed as a carrot because the guy's pounding on the windows and he's like, hey, stop pounding on the window. Stop doing all this stuff. And then the carrot starts punching him and then a ton of people gang up on him yeah. and start just like kicking him and punching him and like getting in a fight. And that's when but finally... hold up. So if this is the beginning of the day, right? Because you said this no, is this... all happening one hour. No no, 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 no. This isn't all in one hour. This is like six hours or so. That's I what thought I... you were saying that this all took place, that all the episodes took place in one day. I think the episodes are going to take place but day. the first episode took place over six hours i think it's not going to be really in terms of time i think it's going to be more in terms of what happens in the story because by the end of this episode do you think it's going to focus on different people other than carmen i think it, yeah that could definitely be the route that it takes huh. but this episode like it doesn't end with them opening up the doors like the people are still in line by the end of this episode and these um, are all just in, impressions you're getting off of one episode right yeah predictions yeah. yeah okay and so uh yeah so when he's getting in the fight with people that's finally when we see richie who we've seen throughout the whole entire episode he says that he's able to run the place and that he should be able to like be trustworthy enough to do so but that's Does when we see him at, no that's when we see him actually stand up for himself because oh. right before carmen came out he asked richie to help him and richie was like no it's apparently your story you should go and like sell down the people but then when Just he's getting, very sassy yeah when he's getting beat up that's when richie comes out with a gun shoots it up in the air and kind of is like okay everyone you have to settle the fuck down <laughs> we're going to have a tournament you have to buy apparently the reason why they're going to get so much money that day is because they have to buy like an italian sub or something like that upon entry yeah that's the way that they're going to be able to pay for it and so it's that like when you get the olympics at your town you're supposed to make the money back by all the things that are going on but that never happens <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah by just the tourism aspect of it. And, th and that's when finally carmen uh like kind of comes to respect richie but uh, Richie is still mad at Carmen just for everything that's going on because he feels like he's upsetting the system by doing stuff like this, like doing this random ball breaker arcade game. So it was just Carmen's idea to try to raise some money. Right, and it apparently it got pretty big on social media. We saw that at the beginning of the episode. But that's when Richie kind of puts Carmen in his place. At the very uh, when we first see Richie, um, he talks about how they made this spaghetti and even all the chefs are like, yes, that spaghetti was amazing. Everyone liked it. We liked it tastes really good but carmen was just completely against the idea of spaghetti and then because they're a sandwich shop yeah and he feels like it doesn't fit on the menu yes um but, but they're italian but that's when so it does yeah that's when richie is like make the fucking spaghetti because we're going to try and feed all these people here because they're out of meat for the yeah sandwiches. yeah they're, that's they're, what i was waiting for is some explanation they're running yeah they're running very that. low on food yeah. and so the, and then um 
By the end of the episode, we also see that Carmen is about to make the spaghetti even though he really doesn't want to. He uncaps the tomato sauce and then he's like, fuck this, and he throws it in the trash can. That's where the first episode ends. So he's not going to make the spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what this whole show is focused on right now is whether or not they decide to make well, spaghetti. Well, <laughs> there's also a side storyline where Sydney, because she was a new chef, had to make food for the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And we learned that she's like a really good chef. Um, even Carmen tastes her food and it's like this. He says, this is fire. And then everyone else also like for the lunch or whatever, tastes her food. And they're like, this is really good, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, overall. It, Who's your favorite character? I would say probably Carmen. I think Jeremy Allen White is the best part of this TV show. Like I mean, it I, is around him. So. Yeah, I think that he's the best actor. He really sells the role well. But I also just like the interactions in between everybody because not everyone is just like nice with each other. You see there's obvious tension between either family or friends. And it's really just the their one objective is to try and keep this restaurant afloat. The co-show runner, Joanna Kahlo, has also done BoJack Hacks, the babysitter BoJack Club. Horseman makes sense after so, seeing so this. So this feels a little bit like BoJack because yeah. of the hecticness that yeah. we were talking about. NPR said uh, FX is the bear's funny, raw, real drama in a restaurant. Andy Wire says Ayo Edibiri catches fire in FX's intense <laughs> cooking drama, which is funny because of the fire comment you yeah. just made. Hollywood Reporter said it was unrelenting cacophony. You don't want to know, but you won't be able to look away vulture yeah said that, 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 no i agree 100 with that unrelenting and like not being able to look away even though what you're seeing is just people being mad at each other a lot of the time mm-hmm. vulture said it was gorgeously addictively stressful it has an 8.3 on imdb and 100 on Rotten tomatoes not a lot of bad reviews for it i even went searching for some right mm-hmm. and so i went to the guardian because sometimes they like to be <laughs> really guardian. harsh but they yep. were too interested in bashing netflix's snowflake mountain <laughs> which they did skewer <laughs> um yeah, so, so overall, what did you think, though? I thought that I would give it an 8 out of 10. I probably, Another 8 out of 10, so FX continues its streak. Yeah, I would probably continue watching this as well. Uh, it was a lot like the ER pilot, um, because like the ER pilot f- follows the one doctor, but he has to deal with so many different problems that emergency, keep coming Emergency, 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 right. walk and talk. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I said, Uncut Gems, Bust Down Corporate Chef. Um, the food looked really good. <laughs> I just really like the shots because you see like a lot of people like cutting up vegetables and it, it almost, it was like ASMR for the eyes almost. <laughs> did you believe that they were actually like, yeah, that they had experience? I thought they were. I thought they did. Well, I mean, Jeremy Allen White did end up going to like a two-week course at like a pretty famous uh cooking place and then he went and worked at like a michelin restaurant on the line for a while Mm -hmm. um and then i'm assuming the rest of the actors also had their own type of like cooking workshops that they had to do yeah it looked like it looked like they knew what they were doing um and also like i said jeremy allen white uh information flies by a mile a minute so yeah that those were my pros my only cons were kind of plot holes like the fact that they would get so much money from ball breaker an arcade game even though money's not coming from the ball breaker but the people who are going in there and paying for food yeah i understand but the fact that like they would have such a big line for an arcade game and they tried to explain it by being like this arcade game is banned in all these different countries but i was still just kind of like mm, that, that doesn't really make 100 percent sense and then I, don't know. I went to a sandwich shop in boston in like 2012 that was just by word of mouth and college kids the craziest place because it had a lot it was it wasn't actually a sandwich shop it was a convenience store but the guy made sandwiches and, well, and, yeah, but that, but and the, the thing was out the door and he was like, it, it was insane. Was how it out the door for an arcade game? Like, this it was, was out the door for a convenience store, the people, just a normal convenience store. A lot of people weren't coming to the store for the food. They were coming for the arcade game. That, was the, that was the thing. That, That's fair. The other fact is that FX, because I know now that their streak is alive and going on the next 
freshman show that they have coming out is a docuseries chronicling the purchase and stewardship of the Wrexham AFC, AFC being like uh, the Australian football yeah. thing or something. Uh, one of professional football's oldest clubs by two Hollywood actors who are like running the docuseries, Ryan Reynolds and Rob Mc. Kellani, the guy from um, Wow, that is a from weird. Mythic Quest and also from uh, it's, it's always sunny. sunny. That's yeah. a that's a weird pair to have. That's an awesome <laughs> pair to have. I think they'll bounce off each other really well on that. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll we'll get a chance to do that one. Thanks for listening to this episode. Anything else you want to say about the show before we end it? No, that's about it. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.